Hey, Bay here. Welcome to series four of my podcast, This Old Thing, about clothes and style and memories, I guess the fabric of our lives. And I am really delighted to say that this series is sponsored by Vinted, one of the leading online marketplaces for selling and buying secondhand fashion and lifestyle items. Sell without fees and browse quality pieces at great prices. And it's official. According to Vinted's first climate change impact report, buying secondhand on Vinted is a better choice for the climate than buying new. So join more than 8 million UK members who share a passion for secondhand style and thrift fashion and check out Vinted now on Android, iOS and vinted.co.uk. My first guest, who's actually in Cannes at the film festival, and so we're doing this remotely, so excuse any kind of Cannes-like noises, Isabella Summers. Isabella is an English Emmy-nominated composer, songwriter, producer, and musician. She is best known as the sonic architect of six Grammy-nominated indie rock band, Florence and the Machine, and spent 14 years writing, producing, touring, and composing her signature cinematic sound before fully introducing it to film and tv projects hi isabella i'm so happy to have you here hey it's an honor thank you for having me what an introduction oh well it's all true i've left stuff out (laughs) and i'm just gonna jump right in what is your relationship with clothes um i swear by them yes tell me more I really love clothes. I think I spent more money on clothes in my lifetime than I have on anything else. And I especially love vintage and secondhand things, things that have lived, pre-existed and been made hundreds of years ago. I mean, when you say hundreds of years ago, that's a long time. Well, maybe like, not hundreds. Like, yeah, I love that. Hundreds of years ago. I love it. Old stuff. Yeah, old stuff, basically. And so you're a real, like, vintage, you love vintage. I really do. I I actually don't really buy that many new clothes. I sort of refuse to. How would you describe your style? I'm just curious. Like, How would you describe it in a nutshell? Um, hip-hop supervillain. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what is that, like, sportswear? I wear a tracksuit way too much because... I got into working from home, like many people. I like oversized things, but then I also really love epic dresses and um, big frilly gowns and stuff. I always aspire to look like either something out of um, like the Maltese Falcon or a Wu-Tang video. I love it. I, you know what? I have to just say, interject, going slightly, I digress. But I read that you love American hip hop, like 90s, like Snoop Dogg or Wu-Tang, Tribe Called Quest, because I lived in New York then. Did you? And Oh, my God. Yeah. So 1996. Oh, my God. And I literally like, oh, my God, like Nas. And how, like, first of all, how attractive they all were. <laughs> And also the music was insane. And then I remember going with my boyfriend at the time, in 1999, I remember going to New York for the first time ever, going to SOBs and seeing Jurassic 5 and the Black Eyed Mm -hmm. Peas, which isn't like, you know, it's not like Nas, but it was still really epic. And there was a record shop right next door called Fat Beats that may or may not still be there. 
Yeah. I mean, I think I always like wanted to be one of the boys. Really? So like, I think that's why I love dressing in really baggy stuff. Yeah, totally. And I mean, they were so stylish as well. And oh, it's just, I mean, it's that's a great, such a good influence. The idea of like everything being like way too big for you and really comfortable and swaggy. I remember when I was a kid, we used to go, my dad was a massive car boot seller and it would be like, right, 5.30 in the morning on Sunday, every Sunday, we're going to go look for, he would look for antique books. So I'd go and look for toys when I was a kid. And then like that transformed into like, as a teenager, really enjoying um, buying clothes from car boot sales. And I just like, haven't stopped. I still go trailing around for like silks and Goodwills and whatnot. Do but you? it was Adidas like- tracksuits in the 90s at car boot sales. Finding an Adidas tracksuit with like yellow stripes down a black tracksuit was just the best thing ever. So good. I mean, it sounds a lot like, you know, because you moved out of London when you were little and it sounds like your dad was like super influential and in that he introduced you to so many different types of music. I mean, he sounds, sounds like he was really influential on your musical life. And now stylist in terms of taking you to put car boot sales and kind of opening up that whole kind of world for you. Was he that? Was, was 100%. he very influential? I don't think that he, um, he would have laid claim to my love for rap music, but he was right. like the Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix vibe. So the beatnik, the, he was always in desert boots and like, it was very Dylan-esque with shades. Maybe that's why I always wear shades. I don't know. Yeah. But um, being able to get wonderful things at car boot sales. And then when we were students as well, that carried on. Like I remember we were all at art school together, me, Matthew Stone, Boo Savile, Tara Taylor, who was... She went on to be like the head of design for Topshop. But we, when we were all students together, we would go car boot sales. There was amazing Peckham car boot sales. Did you ever go to them? No. And like, oh my God, it was so fun. Just finding like shiny gold things and like, I don't know, pink stilettos. I had a massive collection of stilettos. I had a wall of vintage stilettos from the 80s. <gasps> so good. Do you, you still can't have find them anymore? No, you can't. You can scroll but you can't get those like sick 80s shiny stilettos. I know it's true, you can't. They used to be everywhere. No, I, I bet I've got some pictures somewhere of like my wall of stilettos. That was so fun. When you were on tour with Florence, which was for 15 years, how did you, th- how do you think your style evolved during this time? I mean, were you in, I imagine because you were traveling so much, you picked loads of stuff up. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, there was a trunk and we just throw any old whatever capes, you know, suits of armor, fucking dresses, like from, you know, mum's closet, like whatever we could find, like, you know, me from the car boot sales, silks, strange things like trinkets, headgear, we'd like feather boas, we'd have like a trunk in the beginning and it would just be like dip into the trunk and see what comes out oh my god so it's a communal trunk it was like for for you and florence a hundred percent yeah 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 we were just like so cool yeah we'd match like it was quite fun in the early days like you know wearing the exact same outfits on stage and i think like that 
that never really has gone away. Like, and over the years, you know, being able to travel and go and see different places, like it would always be like, where's the vintage? And then it would be, and she was so good at wearing gowns that like, I think that was very influential on me. Although I always like had my, you know, my, my long silk skirts. I'm still obsessed with silk. (laughs) Yeah, silk's amazing. But I feel like you and her have quite different styles, actually. Am I right? I feel like. Yeah, definitely there's crossover. Definitely, I love a floral gown, but like I'm definitely much more at home in a tracksuit. But over the yeah. last four years, it's been really easy to do that just from like being at my desk. <laughs> yeah, totally. I imagine it's another thing being on stage. Yeah, it's re- it is really fun dressing up to be on stage. But now, I it I, now it's like taking on a new thing because now I'm dressing up for life. <laughs> Which is yeah. kind of really interesting. Like, I I don't want to jump ahead of your questions, but what's really fun about now is that I can get people to make me dresses, and like I can, and I can kind of like draw a picture, and then get one in, and then I go and find the silks, and like I'm having so much fun making my own wardrobe. That's so cool. Get exactly what you want with the fabric you want. I so get that. I think that's that's kind of the dream. I just had like 11 dresses made for Cam. They're all oh, hanging wow. around the other room and they're all unbelievable. And is that for parties? Yeah, I think so. Well, also yeah. my own music, visuals, I'm shooting a lot of visuals now. Like I'm, you know, I'm composing for film and TV. So like, you know, I've spent the last four years like really like honing in on what I actually went to college for, which is like time-based media, so which is essentially film making. So like, because I, I'm saying this in a really roundabout way, but basically scoring to picture has like really honed in how much I always wanted to be a filmmaker. And because I'm making my own record now, it's really fun like now I'm making the wardrobe that goes with the music. I feel like everything in my life has kind of like swirled around to get to this moment where it's all like fashion, music, filmmaking, art, like all swirling into one thing that's kind of like starting to click into place in a weird way. But that sounds great. And also it's very much your thing, you know, in that sense of like, it's honing in more to you singularly. Do you know what I mean? You might collaborate with people, but it's your it's your story completely. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly it. And I think like, you know, it's been really, like, it's an amazing thing learning the art of filmmaking and the art of composing, being a composer to film. Uh, but I, I guess I'm saying this specifically because I'm sitting in Cannes Film Festival surrounded like by all the filmmakers and their, you know, their films are coming out this weekend. So, a lot all my friends actually have got films this weekend and it's just like in a way I'm like I'm so close to me don't buy one. <laughs> oh my god that's so exciting it's really fun and like you know it's been really beautiful like all the stages of doing like 15 16 years of rock and roll straight up and then got, turning into a um composer and then composing for film and TV and now turning that into my own vision, like 
I think like I'll always be sweet staking with whoever I can collaborate with my whole life. But it's all coming together for my own stuff. A wonderful feeling, I imagine. It must be very sort of an inspiring feeling, you know, feeling feeling powerful, you know, feeling like you've got you've got juice to give, you know. Yeah. My next question, you've actually answered actually that thing of what excites you and you've said it very well of like what's exciting you is your world and you know it being feeling like really your world and building around that and in that and yeah right yeah and uh, to go back to the club what would you never wear um i'm not very good at like overly tight clothes no (laughs) short skirts anymore maybe not so much i'm not a tight clothes person i'm just not at all and if you had to one thing what's your favorite piece of clothing ever and why? Probably one of the dresses I've just had made. Yeah. I wish we could have some visuals because I'd send you a picture of it. They're just, they're all really beautiful. And or maybe a black hoodie. <laughs> really, I love that. Yeah, just just for like, just for all the time. Just for yeah, all yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. And is there something from your childhood that you remember someone wearing that you loved or that was part of your, that just really stands out in your memory? Do you know, I was thinking about this and I I remember my grandmother's ankles <laughs> really <laughs> because she, I just remember always thinking my grandma had really nice ankles because she would wear those 40s suits where the skirt would come up to just just be- above the ankle yeah. I think that's probably like why I love like 40s dressing so much but um, yeah. I remember my grandma in her skirt suits and thinking that was really cool. And then my mom had a best friend called Beverly when I was a kid in school at Hackney. And Beverly, it was the 80s, and Beverly would wear, she had a lemon jumpsuit. She had bleach blonde hair, a lemon jumpsuit, bright red lipstick and stilettos. And I remember age like six thinking, I wanna look like you. Really? I've got the bleach blonde hair bit. I definitely have the stilettos. Don't know about the lemon yellow jumpsuit and red lipstick, but I'm halfway there. Oh, I remember having that with someone, someone who worked for my mum, and she had a rhinestone, white rhinestone bag, and she had a perm, a soft perm. (laughs) Uh, I just... She was just, I just used to stare at her. Donna. Don't know what happened to Donna. I think she went to prison, actually. I think she didn't have a great ending to Donna. But anyway, she was great. She was amazing. Um, That is so funny. I'm scoring this TV show called Physical. I'm on my third season of it. Rose Byrne plays this amazing nut, nut job called Sheila. And like it's all set in the early eighties and the styling is nuts. You'd love it. If you haven't seen me, you watch it. It's so good. They, She literally, I mean, I don't know where they get these outfits from, but it's brilliant. Oh, my God. Lots of spandex. Amazing. But it's funny with that thing. I sort of dream about doing like a film, you know, like, let's say styling a film, because I think it would be, I'd love to do it. But like, but there's also that thing of, doing it in a way that's clever as well because I always think like I'd love to do an 80s film but you'd also not want to make it too caricature because the 80s was also in some ways it was just a grey sweatshirt and a perm 
But do you know what I mean? <laughs> the way 80s can be so pumped up, pumped up that I like that thing when I see it pull back a bit as well. Does that, I've just gone on a tangent, but does that make sense? No, I love that. I love that description. It's, an, it's a great sweatshirt. The fun. Also, we, but we had a lot, a lot of punk in, in England in the 80s, didn't we? We were quite, we had quite a lot of like cool stuff happening in, in London. Yeah, we really did. We really did. And tell me, what does climate change affect the way you shop? And what better choices do you feel you make now that maybe you didn't before? And how does that make you feel? I don't really buy new stuff. And if I do buy something I wanted to keep forever, I've just been a secondhand girl my whole life. Like when I moved to LA in 2012, I only shopped at Goodwill. And I would go shopping at Goodwill a lot. I loved it. I loved the Los Angeles Goodwills in 2012, 13, 14 were like a gold mine of silks, a sea of silks, all types of really? stuff. And if it was like a fabric that I liked, I'd buy it. And as a consequence, I've got 15 sacks of clothes I need to sell. <laughs> but wow. at the time, I was wearing all of them. Just so great. But I, still, oh, but I do, I mean, I try not to shop you know, on the high street. It, does the high street even exist anymore? Well, it does. What do you mean? It very much... You mean fast fashion high street, maybe? Yeah, I suppose so. I think, like, Boohoo and places like that, I think it does exist. Ah, but I think it's different yeah, I wouldn't, from... I wouldn't know how to You do just that don't stuff. do that. No, you just no. don't do that. And at all, now no. my new favourite thing is, like, making dresses. Like I was saying, like, I, I yeah. love going to Shepherd's Bush and, like, feeling fabrics. Maybe that's something to do with the fact that I'm staring at a computer making like a very sensual thing all day long. It's very, you know, to do with ears and like listening all the time and looking at the screen because it's all technology. So like, I find it really like therapeutic going and feeling fabrics. I love going to Selfridges because I find that a whole like, I just love going and like taking phone calls and Selfridges. (laughs) And yeah, like just wandering yeah. around looking at shapes and fabrics and colours and like... Yeah, because it's just a break from what you're doing. It's light. I imagine it feels really light. And just like stare and stare and stare. And it's like you're taking it all in, audio, visual the whole time. And then like, and using your brain like so much. And then you just go and I'm like, oh, silk. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Like I can completely imagine. And that may be, uh, be an extension of you know, trolling car boot tails and like looking at every single thing on the table to see the one thing that you want, that you might want. Maybe that's exactly why I still live like that. Who knows? No, I think it is. It's about sort of by seeing loads of things, it's almost like you find out more what you love because it's all about, in a way, what you choose to wear and have is a real process of editing out all the other stuff that you don't want to some extent. So it's kind of great to get your, to get your eye in and, and, and tell me, who is your ultimate pin-up? Like, who do you just look at and go, you just, look, you just got great style? That's a good question. I admire so many different people for the way that they do their different things. If I was going to choose, like, an ultimate pin-up, it would probably have to be, like, an old Hollywood, like, a Marlene Dietrich. Yeah, just unbeatable. Unbeatable, uh, and like they wouldn't relent with the way that they dressed. They wouldn't. They wouldn't put on a tracksuit. Damn it! No, 
damn it. I know, Karl Lagerfeld, I read that quote that Karl Lagerfeld said, it kind of pops up. I'm like, go away already. When he says, once you wear a tracksuit, it basically means you've given up on the world. And I'm just like, just doesn't mean that, but don't let me feel like that for a minute because it's not fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Easy for him to say working in fashion. Yes, totally. But sometimes I get really frustrated with my tracksuit. I will find it's too easy to go outside in my, it's almost like my suit of armor, my tracksuit. I feel like confident in my tracksuit, sometimes much more so than when I'm in a dress. Uh, and like, yeah, I do love makes... wearing a suit. I've got, there's a vintage shop where my mom lives in a little town called Albra. And I bought um, three vintage 1940s three-piece men's suits. And they were 40 quid each or something. And I, and I tried them on and they were like way too big for me, which I obviously loved. <laughs> like, I mean, like they, they're way too big. And I had them tailored to fit me. And I have this like one black one that I just, I absolutely love it. And if I want to feel confident and swaggy, I'll go out in my three-piece black 1940s wool suit. And that's like my middle ground between the track suit, which is like too easy. And then the gown, which can sometimes be too over the top or also make me feel a bit vulnerable. Yeah, no, I know, a bit exposed, a bit looked at. Yeah, whereas suit is just like, you know what, I I mean business. I'm just uh, taking no prisoners here, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I feel like that. I put on a tuxedo and I'm just like, yeah. it's fine, just give it to me. I'm I'm cool. Yeah. Which singer do you love the style of? I love how Rihanna dresses. So do I. She's so gangster. Oh, she's so gangster. <gasps> and she plays with it. It's like she's playing with she has everything. She time doing it. And she's not afraid yeah. of colour. But, like, she, she's yeah. got so much swagger in the I mean, it, But it is reminiscent of, like, that 90s hip-hop thing. Totally. Also, Tyler. Tyler. I love Tyler's colour palette. What? That's yeah. what I want. I want Tyler's colour palette, but in dresses. Yeah, so good. Like, mint greens and browns and, like, pink. Yeah, just kind of off, like very, yeah, like super chic, actually. Yeah, super chic. And tell me, you do music for movies. What is your favourite style in a movie? Not not your favourite stylistically, your favourite movie, but what the, in terms of the clothes in the movie, what would that be, do you think? So I love film noir so much. I was thinking about um, Kubrick and like early, early Kubrick films. Like I love like the, the idea of three-piece suits gangsters the early 30s and 40s movies where the women are wearing just like you know that that fabric is you could never get it again but because it was made of really 100 percent silk velvet or whatever yes or lame yeah oh my god or lame and they really did cut it so well back then um but i think yeah. like i love the way tarantino uses suits but i also just I love Kubrick's eye and his early films, like, you know, super, uh, his color palettes are sick. 2001, the color palettes. And like, I was going to tell you a fun story. I bought a coat in, I went shopping for a coat in Portobello Road when I just moved to Portobello. And the coat that I found that I loved the most was by this designer called Hardy Amos. Oh, I know Hardy Amos. And I was like, oh my God, this coat is like made by 
it's like proper cashmere and it's got a really beautiful like silk lining like and it was 60 quid <laughs> and i looked up hardy amos and not only was the he the like the suit maker for the queen but yeah. he also did all of the costumes for Kubrick's movies and i was like yes oh, wow. now i own a bit of it that's, that's fun, so cool. That's I mean, yeah, Hardy Eight classic. And also, but also, you know, when you talk about Kubrick and you think about the geniusness of a clockwork orange, the style in that is, I mean, it's scary as hell. But that's because it's so sinister, but it's genius. I mean, that had never been done before in a movie, that stuff. I mean, it's so genius. David Bowie talks a lot about how, you know, that was the inspiration for Ziggy, Stardust, you know, that kind of like clockwork orange, you know, what they did, with, you know, it was just like the... White and then just and, and the black hat. Yeah, exactly. And pumping it up and putting colour in. He chose to put colour in, but, you know, taking that malevolence, you know, and just like pumping it up and how inspirational it was. And it's, uh, I, I read that quite recently and I was like, yeah, that, is, that was so stylish. It's really fun, like, doing, shoot, running around with my Super 8, trying to shoot visuals for my music, like, in a sort of music video-ish way. Because, like, it's really hard to find skate that could feel Kubrick-esque. You yeah. know, like, he must have put so much thought into oh, he must every have. detail. I imagine he was a total obsessive, which probably made him a total nightmare as well, which he's meant to be, when, you know. Um, whose closet would you most like to raid? Oh, you mentioned Bowie. That I didn't think of that before, but probably Bowie. Well, hard to be. Any of the people we've already talked about. Yes. Any of the 40s movie stars or... Yes. yes and can you give me a style tip? Um, don't shop in Primark. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And tell <laughs> go me... To yeah, Cog, yeah, exactly. Go to Cog. Cog and maybe Goodwill. Probably still Goodwill. And I'm going to do some quick fire questions to you. Okay. Rock or hip hop? Hip hop. Flats or heels? Heels. Cowboy boots or Chelsea boots? Neither. You have to choose one. Well, I guess cowboy boots. Leopard or floral? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, floral. Velvet or silk? I think I know the both. answer to that. But you can't do both, sorry. Uh, silk. Nas or Wu-Tang? Oh, no. Adidas or Nike? Uh, Adidas. Isabella, thank you so much yeah, for being my yeah. guest on this old thing. You were absolutely brilliant. I love talking to you. Yeah, thank thank you. you so much for having me.